Welcome to the Soul Patch Podcast. My name is Jack, and I'm one of the hosts of the podcast. Uh, today we are one man short, so it is just Ryan and myself talking about doing activities in in Soul, like signing up for activities, doing something where you get to meet other groups of like-minded individuals that doesn't include, you know, going to the bar, or, you know, bar hopping and all that sort of stuff. But there's a multitude of other things that you can do in Korea that are actually quite good for your health, health quite fun, um, great ways to network, meet new people, meet people that you might not have otherwise met in a you know a bar social setting so this is a pretty cool episode because ryan uh, goes into quite a bit of detail about his experience doing uh, joining a, a rock a rock climbing club and uh, jack talks a little bit about joining a jujitsu uh, dojo i think is what they're called if that's right um mine didn't last too long uh but it was a lot of fun uh until i got injured but uh ryan had a blast uh doing some mountain climbing and uh, uh, rock climbing and i think that's uh something that he might uh might just well get into uh, a little bit more deeply in the future so uh it's a really fun conversation this week and i i'm uh we want to invite you to join us and feel free to comment in on our website that is the soulpatch.com uh the soulpatch.com you can go to our website and you can leave a comment or you can send us an email at the soulpatch at gmail.com or our other email is podcast at the soulpatch.com so feel free to contact us let us know what your activities are and if you're interested in being a guest on our show uh go ahead and uh, mention that in the email or if you're leaving a comment on our website go ahead and and uh make a, a mention of that and uh we would love to have you come on to the show as a guest and share your experience and stories related to living and working in korea so with that said let's go ahead and begin the show welcome to the soul patch podcast yeah 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 you're not gonna you're not gonna get hurt i mean if you could land on your ankle or something goofy i guess or whatever yeah. but uh yeah so there's no no harnesses or anything like that um you got you have to wear uh climbing shoes which for me was horrible i've got giant feet i wear a size 12 and oh, climbing wow. shoes are small to begin with i'm a size 14 i wonder if you're, they even have doomed. those you, 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 they wouldn't like that. <laughs> they take one look at the feet and be like get out <laughs> they'd, they'd be like uh do we have any clown shoes that we could uh you know uh yeah. provide for this guy I, yeah it got so painful my took my both my big toes started bleeding and the joints in my toes i mean i was just cramped up it was ridiculous mm-hmm um i had to uh just take them off between climbs which is okay so when you're climbing um you need to take little breaks in between climbs to let your you know muscles relax 
So it worked out all right. Anyway, I wasn't, I'm not, I'm not trying to complain about, you know, my woes with the climbing. What I wanted to talk about is the culture. So this is what I didn't expect. I get into this place and it's not a gym really at all. This place, if you just look down the wall at everybody and all the people, the first thing you will notice is uh, cell phones on tripods about one foot off the ground lining the entire base of the mat like if there's 100 people there's 70 cell phones recording video okay everybody's recording their climbs so i'm sure like today i'm on tiktok i'm on youtube i'm on instagram you know the crazy bald white guy you yeah, know getting in the yeah. way so everybody's uh, uh has these cameras set up at recording their climbs the second thing you'll notice is everyone is in a group it's a party. Everybody is there to get down. Um, there, There's groups of people. Some of them were like 10 people and they must be clubs. And they're what they're trying to do one climb. So they're hitting the same colors, like the same route. And I asked my buddy, I said, that, that looks like a crazy route. He's like, yeah, um, that's new. So they can move and add different handholds and things. So oh, when the, okay, okay. Yeah. So when the climbing center changes the things, it makes a new challenge. So there's all these these people together and they're all going for it, probably because nobody's done it before or something like this. So it's right. kind of exciting. And so yeah, they're, they're trying cheering. to they're trying to figure out like, okay, what are the hand wh- which handholds are we are you supposed to what's the next one? What's totally, the next one? Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they're all like discussing strategy together. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's like this in the States. So if any listeners are listening to this uh stateside or anywhere else, I felt like this was maybe a very Korean experience, especially with all the cameras. And the other thing that I noticed, probably the third thing I noticed, is all of the people there the age was really a tight band it was like 20 to 30 year olds okay 20 to 30 and all right the girls are wearing makeup um <laughs> girls are wearing all... makeup? yeah well, when there's... you yeah when you there, when there's... you solve the when you when you finally uh uh beat the the challenge or whatever you want to look good you know when you well yeah you're recording it's all on video yeah right yeah um there was a you know compared to the average 20 to 30 year old in Korean, there was a disproportionate amount of tattoos, lots of tattoos. I saw hand tattoos, neck tattoos, full sleeves, lots of ink in this place. Wow. Like this is like, this is a anti-society <laughs> climbing culture going on. Yeah. Um, the guys for the most part are wearing longer shorts, which would make sense. You're climbing. You don't want to be, you know, hanging your balls out. So they got <laughs> right, you know, a little right. more, yeah, a little longer uh, shorts or baggy pants and T-shirt and or tank tops. And then the girls, most of them are wearing like super, super tight. Like and you see this in the gym sometimes. But if you go to a gym in Korea, yeah, you get clothes. there's there's clothes there for you to use. And 90 percent of people use those clothes in the gym. Um, otherwise, you know, they're the 10 percent bring their own. That's not what's happening here. Everybody's wearing like really, especially for the girls, they're all wearing super tight spandex. They're showing off their bodies and it's nice clothes. You know, it's uh, they're wearing, you know, Lululemon, I think, or like, you know, these like nicer brands. Yeah. So yeah. It's a, it's a really, show. really tight Adidas or something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 
Yeah, not not like curving out, but I mean, you know, looking down the line, you're no, talking no, no. About body I know what form. you mean. It's it's, it's athletic wear, but skin. You type. can see the yeah. the muscle definition in a girl's legs going up the wall. I mean, these these people are cut. Yeah, but it's like you're saying they're not. Um, you don't. I expect there to be. I don't know why. I just thought you know, gym climbing. I I never watched climbing. I never really cared about it. I expected to see people that were bulky. You know, I I don't know, just like you know, muscular, it's a strength thing, but yeah. the average body type is really lean, really, really lean. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, the culture was the thing that uh, surprised me the most. It was like, this is, oh, and the, the fourth thing, um, the price, how much do you think it is to go to the gym? Like for th- this, not the gym, this climbing center, how much do you think it would be for me to walk in there? I got to rent shoes. I'm just, you know, my my mind is going straight to like the American uh, analog of of what this would be, and it would be, you know, I'm thinking four to five guys with, you know, white guys with dreadlocks, um, you know, beards, uh, wearing their, you know, self made, you know, sleeveless shirt that they cut uh so they can you know show off their muscles and and it's yeah. gonna probably cost you 50 or 60 bucks to you know for an hour or something like that um well, it was, I don't know. It was nowhere, nowhere near that expensive yeah. but but i still think it was twenty five thousand. so in usd like 20 bucks or 19 bucks but i i think i thought that was rather impressive because yeah. while it was cheaper than what you might expect in the states if like my friend who of my friends that I went with the guy that um, goes there the most often, he works next door. So he goes right after work and he hits it three days a week. So um, he probably has a membership. I didn't ask him about it, but the one-off cost for me being 25,000 one, I mean, that's fine. I'm a professor. I've got, you know, I'm not rich, but 25,000 bucks. If I'm doing it once a week, maybe that's, that's a hundred bucks, uh, you know, a, a month or a little yeah, more yeah. it's doable it's expensive you know gym membership is like 70 a month yeah for a gym so uh and you can get better deals than that so i was just surprised at how many student aged people are forking over this type of money yeah uh and i think it's because it's not a gym it's not the gym experience you're paying for to be in that culture you know they got the the music blasting and you got you know girls walking around being all sexy and people showing off to each other you got the video recording going on um you got the com- the the socializing it's just really intense yeah i think was something i noticed when i when i did jujitsu it was a hundred bucks a month which i was kind of surprised i thought that was a little bit expensive and mm-hmm. uh you know i mean i was happy to pay for it but um, what I noticed was that this is a social club. Like yeah. this is not this is not just jujitsu. Um, I, I think part of it has to do with the fact that in Korea, you know, e- even if you have a, a, a small friend group, you're either just, you know, loitering around town. You know, like, well, let's walk over to this park and smoke some cigarettes. Maybe we can buy some soju. Do you know, it's not there's nothing to really do because you can't hang out at someone's house. You know, it's not yeah, going into someone's basement. Little, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, I got a I got a Fender Strat for Christmas. Let's go jam in my basement for three hours after school. There there is none of that stuff. And so they need to do something um organized. And mm-hmm. and and so you look for something and I think I think people are a lot more health conscious these days too. You know, it's mm-hmm. not I don't think I don't necessarily think going out and getting drunk every night is is as appealing as it as it used to be for people because I think they they're starting to yeah. see the, the dead end that is, you know. It's like your I body swear, looks like shit and it could be because yeah. like we're we're older, you know, like we've been here for a long time. Yeah. But man, I feel you know, I might just be telling my own story, but in the last 10 years, I feel like the the sloppy drinking culture's receding. Um yes, I, I agree. a buddy of mine who lived here when I came here the first time originally in Busan, you know, like was it 14 years ago or something you know and i saw him over the summer when i went back to the states and he was remarking about that part of korean culture and i didn't know how to say it i kind of felt like nah man it's just that's not what what my students are really into it's um there still is that thing going on of course there always will be way down there's almost like a judgment to yeah just I, 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 this, this again could be totally anecdotal, but the idea of like being the sloppy, funny drunk is neither funny nor <laughs> charming anymore. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> Maybe people are just kind of sick of it. It's just like you know, uh, we don't do that anymore. You know, like getting know, really Maybe, drunk and. We we might we might have some bias as we hit forty, you know. Coming on, yeah, like maybe, that's true. That's maybe we true. just left the party, you know. That's where <laughs> we're boring. That's that might be what it's at. That's could, that could be true. That's could be true. I'm sure I'm sure there are still you know party animals and stuff like that. But it's just like that whole. I, I I'll tell you what. Even like within like um, uh, within Hollywood, I've noticed that even in whereas the the kind of drunk uh, party animal frat guy used to be the hero of a lot of movies. Uh, they're now the <laughs> anti-hero. You know, it's we're we're at we've entered into a nerd culture kind of. And when I say well, nerd culture, I even include like climbing in that because it's like it's this kind of esoteric thing. That's yeah, just a little like, obsessed about it. Well, the thing about yeah. it, everybody's measuring things too. If you look down again at that climbing gym, if you just look down the wall, you're going to see probably more than half of the people are wearing a fitness watch. You know, yeah. you got probably more than half. Yeah, I would say probably more than three quarters are wearing a fitness watch. Probably more than half are, are Apple watches. Right. And you know, everybody's tracking um, tracking everything now. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, among the, you know, I was there with three people. So of the four of us, three of us had a fitness device. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that that's a good thing. And I love to see it in Korea, uh, especially because I feel like in Korea, you know, when something gets a, that critical mass, everybody kind of runs to, which is why I think right now climbing must be really hot. Uh, I've had a yeah, lot of students yeah. that tell me that's what we're getting into. Running was a big thing around uh, COVID, and I, it's still popping off. I've got so many students that are not just running, but they're doing endurance running, which you know I love. So it's um, something I'm able to talk a lot with with students about. I mean, today I had a lot of counseling and 
Yeah. You're seeing more of it too. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I came to Korea the first time again, I was down in Busan. I lived right on Hyundai beach and I would run the beach. I think I might've mentioned this on podcast before it's worth mentioning again. I remember running that beach by myself. Hyundai. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's <laughs> super crazy. famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six million people. I'm alone on a You're beautiful like, Is this the end of the world? Did I miss something? Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> you look you look yeah. back at the buildings and it's like there's a glass wall. Like, why isn't anybody out here? Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's finished. I'm sure there's runners now. Namsan, yeah. when I run, I always see at least one or two, even in the rain and snow. And if it's a beautiful day, there's groups. There's clubs. They're wearing matching t-shirts. I've seen matching shoes. That's a commitment, man. That's I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're going yellow, guys. All right. Yeah. Um, you got to have those shoes. <laughs> You're not the, in the club. The thing that I really appreciate about Korea, um, which, you know, probably 20 years ago, I would have uh, rolled my eyes at, but the idea that... Um, if you're gonna when that when when they when they decide to go all in towards some uh fitness activity let's say like a running club or um and, and i'm just trying to think of like all the different clubs because bicycling is another one like cycling mm. clubs running that clubs is. mountain climbing clubs hiking clubs um they really go all the way and they go out and buy all the attire that mm-hmm. you know they're not just like for me if you if i joined a hiking club i would like pull out my old shoes and you know maybe a mismatched yeah. pair of socks and a t-shirt and i'm like well i'm gonna sweat anyway so why do i care and then i look like uh i, I don't know uh like homeless, homeless guy, guy. yeah, yeah right. climb the mountain. <laughs> what's wrong with that guy <laughs> where where the hell did you find this guy oh he's behind a dumpster in uh <laughs> he looks sad you know um but uh <laughs> you know they like they just go all the way in they you know they go all the way in they're they're 100% in and uh i think i understand it it's not a fashion thing i think it's just like an investment thing like they they're saying if i'm going to do this i'm going to go yeah. all the way you and that's know? why i like to see it i think it's stoke i think I it's like just it too yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's I, like if I'm a climber, like you're looking at all the people in the gym, there's, you know, the chalk for your hands, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so uh, the gym, I probably provide stuff like this. No, everybody's got their own bottle of liquid chalk and they've got their own little baggie and they've got, you know, their special water bottle that says like, I'm a climber and, you know. <laughs> yes. uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's that stoke. It's being just super amped about it. I. I yeah. enjoy this. I can relate to it because I'm I'm an absolute nerd about running. Like I have a I have a very expensive running belt. There's no purpose. Nobody needs an expensive running belt. That's a yeah. dumb thing to say. But I have one. I love it because it makes me like feel fast. I don't know. That's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Like I've got uh, I've got two running jackets. One of them was like. Oh, I hope my mom doesn't hear this podcast. She'd slap me, but it's like 500 bucks. Why? <laughs> yeah. Because it's awesome. That's why, you know? Mm. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm with you hundred um, percent. And, and, you know, like in America, you know, athletes will do that. Like, like, uh, you know, high school basketball players and college basketball players will, will get the fanciest gear, wristbands, you know, all, yeah. all that stuff. 
um because when you're playing at the competitive level but these people are amateurs but they're still you know they're still they're still going for it and uh i used to you know like i said i used to roll my eyes at it but now i kind of respect it I'm, i'm like uh good for you like if you found your thing and it makes you happy and it keeps you healthy then i don't think there's any amount of money that isn't worth spending if you're gonna as long as it's not collecting dust in your house. Yeah. You know? But it, and yeah. we talked about this a little bit in the previous podcast where we interviewed my little music project with Stefan. Yeah. So yeah. one of the really, and I've also referenced this a few times over the year. Um, one of the things that I just love about Korea living in a city, not just Korea, but in Seoul, living in a massive city like this is the turnover rate. If you get, um, you can buy stuff and yeah, you can go all in. And if you've got to liquidate, it's not hard because there's so many freaking people here yeah. and you can, you can get rid of gear like like that. Like So as I was saying, I think it was before we started rolling the camera at the, the gym, at the climbing place, <clears throat> I have giant feet. I have a size 12. And so when I go looking at them renting climbing shoes, I walk down the entire rack. You know, I know where I'm headed here. I got to get down to the end. Been, you know, played this game before and i put on the the they had a size 12 it said and i know they uh, climbing shoes run small but yeah i just like murdered my feet so now if i want to uh go climbing again absolutely i I can't do those shoes again i have to buy some yeah well if i go online i probably gotta drop a 100 bucks yeah but there's a chance well maybe shoes are a bad example i probably can't find a size 12 (laughs) uh, climbing (laughs) shoe in well, Korea, you, carrot. <laughs> you never yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, you never know. There might be another like freak out there. Yeah, um, freakish by Korean standards. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Not freakish yeah. by Jack standards. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> like, but there, are, yeah. but there are people doing eccentric things. Like, um, you know, podcast. Nobody can see this. I'm holding up a guitar pedal. So, like, this is uh, like a boutique designer guitar pedal. Um, I think it was like somewhere between three and five hundred dollars. Uh. I could turn this over and get like 75, 80% of my money out of it. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a fun place to live, uh, you know, versus being in like, you know, Colorado or something, you're, you're able to experiment with, uh, with your hobbies that way. And I do agree with you too. The feeling of um, Stoke, I think when you throw a little money at your hobbies, it makes you want to do it more. Yes. You know? Like having yeah. a little skin in the game is yeah. a huge, I mean, especially if you, I, I, I mean, I'm starting to understand this, like this Udi thing. It's like, if you join the club in once you're accepted into the group, which might take a couple of you, the first couple of days, you might feel like nobody wants to be my partner Nobody Mm. knows if I'm any good. If you can just get over that hump, um, they'll call you up. They'll encourage you. They'll. um, I felt that way with jujitsu because when I first walked in, I was a glorified dummy. You know what I mean? Like, oh, awesome, a white belt. We, I get to twist this guy into a human pretzel. Um, <laughs> I, I heard, uh, I heard this, uh, this joke uh, a while back and, and, uh, and, and I thought it was really funny. It's uh, wh- what do you call uh, jujitsu? Uh, it's called the art of folding laundry. 
while the person is still wearing the clothes, you know, something like that. I think I've seen so, this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's how I felt, you know, like uh, they just basically beat the hell out of me for, um, and, and I, and I had, I was ear to ear smiling. Like it was just so much fun, even though I was getting destroyed, but after <laughs> a certain amount of time, a couple of guys would help me out and show me a couple of things. And it was, there was a, a certain camaraderie. It's like, you're part of the brotherhood or the sisterhood and, mm. um, and they're cheering for you and yeah, they man, want you another, to do well. You know, that's another thing. That's another thing, uh, worth mentioning. Yeah. In not just the culture of like the climbing center that I went to, uh, last night, but yeah, just, any type of activities like that in general, maybe, you know, if you're on the bike trail and you're, you're just wearing like your cargo shorts and a t-shirt, whatever. But if you're on a, you know, $2,000 bike and you've got spandex with the butt pads in them and, you know, the aerodynamic helmet and, you know, sunglasses and everything. Um, it's, it's kind of like a signal to somebody else, like, Hey, this is a dude who's in it. Like I am, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's that familiarity. And it, it, one thing that I love about uh, Korea in general, like at the climbing uh, center, the everybody there, you know, they it's like you can see people people that are not from the same groups applauding uh, the other people, cheering them on. Um, there's this there's this respect. People waiting. There's very organized. Like I said, there's a hundred people in this joint. Yeah. And if you're going up this wall, so this is, again, there's no straps or anything. This is, um, you know, it's like not even two floors high. So you're doing a lot of like lateral climbing and stuff. And so you have, and each of the, for a bit, has never gone climbing like myself, the colors indicate the route. So you have to kind of look where your route is that you want to do. And you have to look at who's on the wall because you can't overlap them or get too close, you know, for safety. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you draw that line? There's no lines saying like how far to the left, how far to the right. When can I start? Um, there might be three, four people working on the same area. Um, if I climb my first, my first reaction when I did my first few climbs, um, when I, the first one, I started really easy. Then I hit one where, you know, my friends are directing me and I failed and I fell my first reaction was to get up and do it again. Right. I mean, that's what you do. Like I was right, on the wall right. for a second. I was there for a second. Come on. I'm going to get up and do it again. And I look back behind me over my shoulder and you just feel it. It's like, no, 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 there's an order here. Right. That was your yeah. turn. Rotate. There's no lines or anything. It's just this, this kind of like uh respect for the people that are in it and doing it. And, you know, you're there together and you're watching each other. I think some of that might be related to, um, you know, this this impulse to like throw money at the hobby to kind of uh show someone else it's like find your community i don't know i know exactly what you're saying there's an etiquette to it and th there's like i i'm trying to i you know i can uh, the only thing i can compare it to is my jujitsu classes because i i remember we ran a drill where we would uh you would you would grapple with someone and then if you win you get to hold the position and that person goes to the back of the line the only problem was i 
no one ever taught me how to score a point or what how that works. <laughs> so, so, so I just went out there, and then I, you know, someone would twist me around and throw me around, and then, and I, I would try fight back as best I can, and I'm like, did I win? And they're like, no, you got to go back in line. I'm like, oh, okay, I lost. And <laughs> I, I just had no idea. It yeah, was just, a linguistic challenge. <laughs> I was completely green and just completely <laughs> clueless. Um, I, I was having fun and I, I didn't seem to have like, I, I don't think I was ruining it for anybody, but that was my biggest fear was like, how do I, um, even more so than doing the actual rock climbing or doing the actual jujitsu grappling, I just want to fit in. And yeah. so I was really cognizant of like, what's my, where should I go next? How can I make this thing, this, this machine keep operating so that I'm, I'm not the one, I'm not that guy, you know? Yeah. And so I think you were also doing the same thing. You're like, you fell down and you're like, I'm going to jump back up again. Oh, well, let me look around. Oh, I see. So it's my turn. I got to go there. And then I wait, yeah. you know, a couple turns, then it's my turn again. And, you know, it's a culture of social awareness. Mm -hmm. um, I digress too much, but I think it's relative enough. I was talking to a student today in a counseling session and her and I got into it a little bit about this. How or no, this was yesterday. How. Um, OK, so she's had some experience. She's been to Germany and Spain and she's headed to England um, and she said she likes it because people just talk to you and of course we know the stereotype if you're waiting in line at a gas station in, in uh, wyoming the person in front of you you know might turn around and say hey did you catch the game or uh you know whatever yeah. you might have small talk there's really no small talk in korea and uh so we were debating in this conversation just like why is that and we came up with a theory just an idea okay you know not some you know anthropologist or linguist or something but the theory that we we kind of boiled it down to is maybe the reason you don't have social interactions that are spontaneous and small talk like that when you're waiting for the bus stop is uh because of social awareness because it is um feels a little rude to disrupt somebody's moment you know, yeah, like yeah. We, we use it in English all the time, man. Like if I was at a bus stop in Chicago and I needed, I didn't have a watch on me or something. I don't know. I'm just making an example, but and I want to ask the time of the person next to me. What would you say? You'd kind of try to like get in their field of view and be like, uh, excuse me, sorry to bother you, but can you tell me the time? Okay. I said, excuse me, excuse me, sorry, but I didn't, I'm not apologizing. Right. I'm no, just like, no, it's all I'm just semantics. I'm just kind of a thing. Yeah. But if yeah. you see uh, at the bus stop and you're in, you know, that Seoul station here and you see like one Korean to another and they have to interrupt them, usually it's like an older person, maybe looking for directions, let's say, make an example. They might be much more. Um, you can watch it in the way they, they move. They're 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 dipping their body further. There's this, uh, you know, choice. Maybe not that extreme, but like there's a there's a real apology. It's like, hey, I'm so sorry to fuck with you right now, but yeah. I just don't know where I am. You know, um, you might encounter that that type of person interacting in the states, but that's pretty extreme as a feeling. I feel like it's more default here, and it's because of that social awareness. You know, like you don't talk on your phone on the bus, or if you do, you're gonna get dirty looks. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. And also, my wife has told me, like, you know, the word sorry from my mouth is utterly meaningless now. <laughs> like, I have... <laughs> you spent I have, it. <laughs> I, I mean, to say I spent it is to... I mean, it, I've driven that word into the ground, and it's lost all meaning whatsoever, you know? Because I'm sorry... You know, even if I don't bump into somebody and I almost do, you know, it's like, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. You know, it's like I'm from Minnesota, man. What can I do? Yeah. And Minnesota is, you know, kind of the worst because we're we're probably the, the nicest on the exterior and probably the most passive aggressive underneath the surface of people <laughs> that could possibly exist on the planet, you know, cause it's I've, like, I've heard it, I've heard it stated that Minnesotans are um, the Canadians of America, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I think that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, we do, you know, under just underneath the surface surface, if you scratch a little bit, you'll find some, some resentments that run pretty deep, but <laughs> right on that, on that surface level, we're very much like, you know, Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. You know, that kind of, uh, uh -huh. Um, I'll have to, I have to rethink about your apologies to me from now on. <laughs> yeah, really right, right. really uh, I have to yeah. change it to pardon me or something. Um, yeah, so I, th I think that that uh, going back to like the the gym etiquette and the, you know, the bike routes and everything, I think a lot of that flows nicely here because of that social awareness. And when yeah. you criticize certain things like, how, you know, talking to her yesterday about how she didn't like it because it seems, oh, they're just, it feels antisocial. I want to be in a place that's more social. It's like, is that really what you're feeling? And she's like, yeah, maybe not. Maybe it is more like I'm just watching out for everybody. Yeah. Like I, I didn't put this out there either. This was like more her idea than mine, you know. Um, but I, I tend to, to agree with that that thesis. That seems uh, seems reasonable um and i i think it's for the most part it's positive experience though she did make one counterpoint she's like yeah but what about old people you know like old women like achima right yeah getting shoulder checked you know i'm like well okay that's maybe a different thing that almost belongs in a different basket and it's like you know they're they're almost like hey i, I got 20 years of i earned this like yeah. <laughs> you know i'm not i i didn't spend the first 20 years of my life you know, uh, paying deference to a bunch of old ladies so that when it's my turn, I have to, you know, <laughs> be polite to some, you know, 19 year old, uh, you know, I get to, uh, I don't know. We'll, it's, we'll see how the next generation does it. Yeah. But for, for listeners that don't know, if you're coming to Korea, you might get shoulder checked by an old woman. Just, just roll with it. Just, just roll, roll with it. Yeah. Oh, getting, I, nothing bothers me. You get on the bus and she's behind you. You are not getting on before her. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, I was going to say, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very, uh, fascinating thing. I, I wonder, you know, being the, the outsider, the foreigner, and then joining one of these groups, like when I joined uh, Jiu Jitsu Gym, and I did find myself hitting a certain wall where I kind of made people uncomfortable um, just by virtue of being uh, a foreigner. It was hmm. like, I like, I threw off the, I don't know what the word is, 
I don't know if Nunchi is the right word because yeah. Nunchi yeah, is because like, like I, pra- I practiced good Nunchi. Like my my etiquette was fine. I I know I know how to navigate those situations, but I just know that like anything that isn't within the norm can create a feeling of like awkwardness. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, having this, you know, 40 year old, six foot seven white belt trying to do, yeah. you know, roll with all of us. And it's just like, you know, in the back of their minds, I wonder if they weren't thinking like, God, I wish this guy would just quit, you know, so we could get back to normal. And that that I did, I, th- th- those things are are tough to overcome. And especially when you're out out in the country a little bit where I am, I'm in Gyeonggi-do. If I were in Seoul, it would be totally different because there would be two or three other, you know, foreigners in there and, you know, it would be fine. Um, But for me as a non-Korean speaking, um, you know, foreigner who's also probably 15 or 20 years older than a lot of the guys in there, it was just, I was definitely a fish out of water. And and I, and I felt like I was almost like tainting the well a little bit, like you know, man, this would be perfect if uh, you know uh, Grandpa Jones wasn't uh, trying to, you know, uh, horn in on all the 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 fun activities, you know. So yeah, I think also in Seoul, yeah, like last night. I was really the only um, foreigner. I don't think any of the groups had foreigners. Yeah. Yeah. And, but in Seoul, you don't really get the same. It's different, um, different level of awareness. I didn't feel like I was catching a lot of eyes from people or anything. I don't know. Maybe I just, I've been here for so long too. You know, you, you, you know, too, you just start kind of immune to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've caught my reflection in the window of like a passing bus and I was like, whoa, white guy. I'm like, oh, that's me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're here for a long time. You're not used to seeing, yeah. You know? um, but yeah, I think I think it is a little different, though. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine what would be awkward at that place last night if I went by myself. I think that would be pretty weird. I did see a few solo climbers. Yeah. Um, cause they were kind of around our group, like, you know, you're kind of working your way down the wall and the courses, checking different things out. There was a few solo people that were, um, near us, but yeah, you, you kind of see them, they have like their own shoes and all the custom stuff. And, you know, they're, they're probably like semi-pro or something, you know, maybe they, you know, at that point you are part of the culture, you know, the owner, you didn't yeah. see any, what I'm trying to say is you didn't see any noobs. You didn't see any like, um, you know, people like me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So I think that's, that's a little bit of a challenge. Things are often in groups. You want to go I, with. I totally thing. agree with that. If I had to walk in, if I'd have walked in with like a black belt and just started, uh, you know, effing everybody up, left and right they probably would have kind of respected it and it's like whoa yeah. this dude is like he, he's right on it but it, it wasn't like that you know it was pretty much me just getting crushed by people that weigh half my you know half my weight and yeah. uh you know and and I, I was just doing it for to get in shape and just for something fun you know 
but it's just it, it was just a little bit um I, I ended up quitting after three months um i i got injured and uh i i sometimes regret not continuing it and then in the same respect i never quite felt like i was like i fit in you know and uh and a lot of that is my fault for not speaking korean well enough either you know um and yeah. and maybe not making the effort so it was kind of like uh you just gotta find like, things yeah. that are, are fun if you want to keep it you want to keep it up i think it's, it's got to be something that's enjoyable like um i don't know um yeah for for me any type of like physical activity or anything any hobby if it's not if it's not truly enjoyable, if I don't want it, like those times when you're feeling lazy or bored, it's not the thing you you turn to. It's not the page you start thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. It's not the the. It's not where your focus goes when you're when you have uh, downtime. Then for me, I usually take that as a sign that I'm just not getting into it. I don't know. So like like for example, like uh, right now, if um, like I really enjoyed last night, I maybe I could get into climbing. Actually, yeah. it was a really fun fun event. I everything oh i should have i should have prefaced that in this whole podcast i was talking about the culture i never put my judgment out there i mean i don't want to sound like it was positive or negative in that comment i was just trying to make an objective statement of what i saw i want to say my own opinion which is i thought it was awesome i yeah yeah, yeah. i liked that it was weird for me it's weird i the twenty five thousand won totally worth it i'll pay it again i'll I'll do that shit again um yeah, but because it was interesting, like today when I get a little free time, I'm opening the computer. I'm going to be checking out, like, where can I buy shoes? And, you know, because right now I've got some interest, but that's got to sustain. Otherwise, I got to find something else to do. Right. And that, and that's, and it, it, it depends on the sport too. You know, the culture of climbing might be totally different than the culture of, of uh, uh, jujitsu, the culture of golf, the culture of oh, yeah, uh, whatnot. Man. So yeah. for, for that, it might just be like, Hey, all aboard. Like, you know, that we're, this is, this is for you. This is for me. We're climbers first. We, we don't care about nationality. Um, and it could have just been also the dojo that I went to, was just maybe the the guy that ran it wasn't really comfortable with English. And if I had gone to another one, it would have been a totally different experience. So I'm not going to, it's hard for me to just generalize off of one experience, you know? Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And it, if it could be that like you didn't feel comfortable with like the language barrier, he, the teacher wasn't very good at working over a language barrier, but I've heard of, I've uh, stories from friends that have had no language skills and they've lived out here and they were able to accomplish and have some really good times with like, oh, one friend I was just talking about that I went to visit in the summer. He, we lived together in Busan. He took drum lessons and he spoke no Korean. His teacher spoke no English. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's taking drum lessons and he, he, he loved it. Loved the teacher. Loved wow. the, yeah. So yeah, I think I think it's you know it's dynamic. Every situation is unique. They both spoke yeah. Metallica though, so that's yeah, all that matters. All you, need, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know who's really good at this sort of stuff is Kevin. You know, our uh, he's not here today, but um, I find he you know free diving, swimming, all all those things. Like he's he's got that kind of fearless. Uh, I think you do too, but I, I mean I I think I'm probably the most trepidatious when it comes to trying something like that um, oh i like i like trying stuff but you know me man i like running 
playing music. These are things by myself, surfing. Like <laughs> Kevin, Kevin's like, yeah, I'm going to go free diving. That's with people. And like, yeah, uh, he does improv comedy. I know, like, I know. Yeah, man, that's, that's uh, a improv comedy does not work so well in the mirror. You know, it's hard to yeah. uh, yes. And yourself, you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah, he likes reaching out and joining the party. So that's, that's a cool thing about him. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's uh, something I kind of, uh, uh, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little jealous. I'm, I'm not uh, as fearless as that, but uh, you know, it's I'm getting better as I get older. I, <laughs> I did join the jujitsu gym, and that was that was a huge step for me. So, yeah, that was cool. Nice. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you want to wrap it here? I think we kind of yeah. was a good sesh. That was awesome. Yeah, it was a great topic, and I, I wasn't actually expecting to. Uh, to go so deep into uh, our kind of like these hobbies and activities. But I think a lot of our listeners can really relate to what we're talking about. And uh, I don't know if we had one message for them. My, my message would be go for it. Like, well, yeah, especially I think, and we talked, I think in a previous podcast about hobbies and things that you can do. And I think it's okay to repeat, you know, some of these positive messages and encouragement for a lot of people that are coming here. If you've, whatever your gig might be. Yeah. If you're, you know, working at the hogwan, you're doing the thing, um, five days a week. And then, you know, at night it's like, what can you do? Well, yeah, you can hit up the clubs and stuff if that's your jam. But if you're doing that five days a week as well, you're going to get just a heads up. I think you're going to get kind of bored. There's so much rad stuff going on in a city this big. There's so much like I've been here for what is it in Seoul. Was it 13 years? Yeah. And what I saw just last night, and I'm I'm a extroverted dude. I go and do a lot of stuff. I'd never saw this last night, and it wasn't just like oh, it's climbing. It was a whole culture going on there, like a whole like little ecosystem going on. Yes. You know, they're all doing their own. They're all doing that dance, and I had no idea that was above me when I'm walking the streets of Hongdae. It's and like you, right there. <laughs> you walk into that door, and it opens up an entire world of friendships and connections. I, I swear they're they're going to, you know, a couple of them might be shy. I'm not going to lie, but there are going to be people that are going to embrace you, open arms, and they're going to want you. They're going to want you to enjoy it as much as they do, and they're going to yeah. want you to love Korea. And it, it really, I, here's my last uh, anecdote. Here was when I wanted to learn jujitsu. I was like, well, great. Now I'm going to have to drive, you know, 45 minutes to find a jujitsu dojo. And what happened? I open up my Google Maps. There's literally one three blocks away from my house. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it was, I've driven by there a thousand times, you know, didn't even know that's what it was. Well, yeah, like sometimes it's like, you know, it might be 10 stories above you, you know? Right, right, right. It's not there, you know? Yeah. It's, it'll be, it's amazing all the little things that are hidden around. And with the technology now, I say, you know, when you, you, you have one of those nights in Hongdae, you wake up hungover and you're like, you know, I'm done. I'm done. Try something else. Go for it. It, it, uh, you will not regret it. So with that said, uh, you guys know where to find us. You can go to thesoulpatch.com. You can listen to our episodes right there on our website. You can send us an email at podcast at thesoulpatch.com. 
if you want to, you know, uh, if you have some ideas for some shows or if you want to be a guest on our show, that is podcast at the soulpatch.com. And uh, if you want to do us a solid and hit that Patreon button and buy us a cup of coffee, that just helps us, uh, you know, goes towards the funds of keeping the podcast going a little bit longer, lets us do more things. And uh, with that said, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks, everybody. Happy New Year. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Cool. The thing, um, five days a week. And then, you know, at night, it's like, what can you do? Well, yeah, you can hit up the clubs and stuff if that's your jam. But if you're doing that five days a week as well, you're going to get just a heads up. I think you're going to get kind of bored. There's so much rad stuff going on in a city this big. There's I so know. much like I've been here for what is it, in Seoul was that 13 years, yeah. and what I saw just last night, and I'm I'm a extroverted dude. I go and do a lot of stuff. I never saw this last night, and it wasn't just like oh, it's climbing. It was a whole culture going on there, like a whole like little ecosystem going on. Yes. You know, they're all doing their own. They're all doing that dance, and I had no idea that was above me when I'm walking the streets of Hongdae. It's and like right there. You walk into that door and it opens up an entire world of friendships and connections. I, I swear they're they're going to, you know, a couple of them might be shy. I'm not going to lie, but there are going to be people that are going to embrace you open arms and they're going to want you. They're going to want you to enjoy it as much as they do. And they're going to yeah. want you to love Korea. And it, it really I, here's my last uh, anecdote here was. When I wanted to learn jujitsu, I was like, well, great. Now I'm going to have to drive, you know, 45 minutes to find a jujitsu dojo. And what happened? I open up my Google Maps. There's literally one three blocks away from my house. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was I've driven by there a thousand times, you know, didn't even know that's what it was. Well, yeah, and like so some, sometimes it's like, you know, it might be 10 stories above you. You know, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> you just don't see it's not there, you know. Yeah, it's it'll be it's amazing all the little things that are hidden around. And with the technology now, I say, you know, when you, you, you have one of those nights in home day, you wake up hungover and you're like, you know, I'm done, I'm done. Try something else, go for it. It, it, uh, you will not regret it. So, with that said. Uh, you guys know where to find us. You can go to thesoulpatch.com. You can listen to our episodes right there on our website. You can send us an email at podcast at thesoulpatch.com. Uh, if you want to, you know, uh, if you have some ideas for some shows or if you want to be a guest on our show, that is podcast at thesoulpatch.com. And uh, if you want to do us a solid and hit that Patreon button and buy us a cup of coffee, that just helps us, uh, you know, goes towards the funds of keeping the podcast going a little bit longer, lets us do more things. And uh, with that said, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks, everybody. Happy New Year. Hey, guys. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Cool.